Washington has extended Iraq's exemption from US sanctions on Iran for 90 days, which will allow it to continue importing Iranian gas vital for Iraqi power generation. America is concerned a longer waiver would help Iran weather the sanctions, but it also appears to be using the issue as leverage for US business deals in Iraq. With me is one of Alaco's Middle East experts, Max Ray. Max, why is Iraq so dependent on Iranian gas? And is it a significant revenue earner for Tehran? So this really boils down to the deficiencies in the Iraqi power sector. There's a far higher demand than there is supply, and this is particularly the case in the summer months. And Iraq's existing power infrastructure is heavily reliant on gas-powered electricity generation, and Iran is the biggest supplier of this gas. Um, they say as much as 45% of Iraq's gas requirements to generate electricity come from Iran. This indeed is a significant revenue source for Iran. Gas accounts for around half of the estimated 11 billion of annual Iranian exports to Iraq. Other countries dependent on Iranian energy received six-month exemptions after US sanctions were reimposed in November. Why did Iraq only get a 45-day waiver and now just a three-month extension? I think this was an opportunity for the US to gain leverage over Iraq. It did this to reduce Iranian influence as its main goal, tying certain conditions to granting additional waivers. It required Iraq to place Iran's gas revenues in an escrow account so that it can be used to trade between the Iraqis and the Iranians. Um, it also wants Iraq to demonstrate its commitment to reforming its power sector, and this would be a condition for further waivers. It wants to see progress in reaching these reforms. Some newspapers, like the Wall Street Journal, claim that it is even using the sanctions as a means of promoting US power generation businesses in Iraq. If Iraq starts to build up its power generation capacity and looks for alternative sources of gas, will it continue to require an exemption? Theoretically speaking, should Iraq capture all of the gas that it flares off from the existing oil extraction activities, especially in the south of the country, it would have enough gas to supply all of its power stations. But there's a lack of political will and bureaucracy and corruption and infrastructural def deficiencies. These have all prevented this from being achieved so far, despite all of the talk. Realistically speaking, Iraq will need additional waivers if it's to develop adequately functioning power development and power generation. The current extension lasts until the 19th of March 2019, and it doesn't look like much progress has been made. There have been MOUs signed by the government and foreign contractors, but these are non-binding, and I see them as ploys to reduce political pressure rather than a reflection of Iraq committing to making progress in its power sector reform. The Iraqi energy officials have even come out and said that the country will need at least two years if it's to completely wean itself from Iranian gas imports. And judging by past experiences of developing the Iraqi power sector, I think this is an ambitious estimate. There were riots in the south of Iraq last summer when the delivery of Iranian gas was disrupted because of the non-payment of bills. Is this a foretaste of what might happen if supplies are cut? Yes. There's been a sustained protest movement in Iraq's southern provinces for at least the last five years. And this shows no signs of letting up. There were particularly violent protests in Basra last summer after the Iranians switched off their gas supply. And I think in the absence of any tangible process in the delivery of power and water and other vital services, it's fair to anticipate further equally violent protests. 
especially if it's gas were cut off again, I think that we could say that the probability of the protest would turn into a certainty. So if the exemption issue is handled badly, could it destabilise Iraq and undermine relations with the US? Yes, I think this is the case. The use of sanctions as a means to exert leverage actually risks undermining the carefully selected consensus figure that is Prime Minister Adil Abdel Mahdi. I think his main focus will be getting through the summer. There's, as we said earlier, there's going to be a lot of demonstrations and they need to show that they are providing the vital services. And I think if they fail in any way to do this, then the Prime Minister will have very little choice but to fall back on the Iranians for support. And this will undermine the US's relations with Iraq. It seems the US is facing a big dilemma then. Exempting Iraq from sanctions helps Iran, yet withdrawing the waiver risks plunging Iraq back into crisis and possibly pushing it closer to Iran. That's, that's right. For the US to successfully isolate Iran, it needs to think of a correct way of dealing with Iraq, and this needs a lot of care and attention. It faces the tricky task of pressuring Tehran without subjecting Iraq to too much collateral damage. Or to put it another way, to refrain from using its dispute with Iran as a way to pressure Iraq. Thanks, Max. And that ends our podcast. If you'd like to discuss issues raised in the interview or are interested in finding out more about our sanctions guide, please contact Alico's Director of Research, James Burkett. His email is jbirkett at alico.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.